I have to say, I am genuinely thrilled to be able to say that Major League Baseball's back and we're going to play 162 games. I do want to start by apologizing to our fans. I know that the last few months have been difficult. There's a lot of uncertainty um, at a point in time when there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. Sort of the way the process of collective bargaining works sometimes, but I, I, I do apologize for it. I think the new agreement opens an opportunity that we can work with the players to make sure that we make good rule changes that works for our fans, works for our players. Well, we're right there with you, Rob Manford. We're thrilled baseball is back as well. It is Jeff Blair. It is Kevin Barker. Bo, Vladdy, Jose Barrios, Danny Jansen, they're already at the Blue Jays complex in Dunedin. Barker, Ben Wagner, you know, they're, they're all there. Nice. Pete Walker, our producer, Mark Boffo, talked to Pete Walker, exchanged texts. He's already working bullpens. They're throwing live BP already. Yes. Each day is busy. Yeah. Um, the CBA is done. Baseball is back. And as I said, so are we. It is Blair and Barker. This is Sportsnet 590, the fans. So, Kevin, uh, the CBA was done yesterday. Camps are open. Ben Wagner joins us live from the Blue Jays' spiffy new training complex in a few minutes. Uh, camps are open. We know that uh, opening day is that, that there will be an opening day. Free agent signing period, trading period. The game is open for business right now. And uh, I think I know that I thought that we'd already have some players signed. I thought, really? well, I thought we'd get most people are focusing on Freddie Freeman. And I think I, I, the impression was at least my impression. Other people's impression was, you know, they're going to get something done. Freddie Freeman will probably get, we'll, we'll know pretty soon whether or not he's going to go back to the Atlanta Braves or not. So far, there hasn't been any movement. We're expecting that there will be some movement today. Obviously, Kevin, the Jays are going to be a part of this. Um, but there's been an, I don't even know if I'd call this an interesting wrinkle. It's not as if it happened overnight. But there's been so much going on in the world on January 15th, the Canadian government removed the exemption for amateur and professional athletes coming into the country, an exemption that allowed them to come in. It, it essentially made it easier for athletes to come into Canada and play with, if they were unvaxxed. That's not the case anymore. January 15th, that exemption was removed. We've uh, had some conversations with people of the Blue Jays today, Ben Nicholson-Smith, Shai Davidi, they're all over this as well. Folks, we can sit here and talk all we want about which players come in here and what trade will be made. But the fact of the matter is right now, if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, you got a list of players who are vaxxed. You got a list of players who are unvaxxed that you may want to bring in. We're led to believe there's no issues with the current Jays roster. But, uh, Kevin, it, look, there's... We all know that this thing could change, right? I, I, I think we've kind of figured out by now that sort of trying to keep ahead of the pandemic is not, not necessarily the greatest thing in the world. Who knows what the rules are going to look like next week, next month, two months down the road. But for the Blue Jays, at least right now, as they sit here and look at their roster, uh, they've got to take into account whether or not 
the 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 person they're getting will be able to yeah. play will be able to play in Canada in April. So what you're saying is, whenever we see that the Blue Jays have signed someone, whether that's a trade or whether they're signing that person, we know that person's vaccinated, fully vaccinated, correct? Uh, well, and, well, no, <laughs> I, I would hope so. But I mean, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's just throw this out there hypothetically. This is just purely hypothetical. If you have a free agent who isn't vaxxed and a couple of things to keep in mind. I think Shy said 80, 88% of major league players, tier one, you know, people who are going to be in the field, they're vaxxed. So it's not like, you know, it's not like we're talking half the players in MLB. But we know, for example, the Philadelphia Phillies last year, they barely had half their team vaxxed. Cubs. The Cubs barely had half their team vaxxed. Chris Sale of the, of, of the Red Sox, not vaxxed. So there are players out there who aren't vaccinated. Kevin, I guess my thought is if I'm offering somebody, if there's somebody out there I want and it's going to take five years to land the dude, do I sit here and go, you know what? I'm going to commit to this guy for five years. And if I can't have him in April yeah. and I can't have him in May you're in not Toronto, gonna sign him. you're not going to sign him. That would be the first question you'd have to ask. Like you, there's there's obvious choices that you want to come here. It's it's obvious the names that you're that are out there that the Blue Jays would would be perfect fits for them to come here. And if you're Ross and you know what the what the the rules are to get in Canada, the first thing you're going to ask an agent or that player is, are you vaccinated? And if you're not, will you get well, vaccinated now, as quick as possible? If 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 it works the way it has worked in the NHL and NBA the head office will have a list of players who are vaxxed and unvaccinated. So Ross won't have to ask. They'll know. They'll know going into discussions whether or not a, a, a player is is vaxxed or unvaxxed. Uh, so, I mean, that's... Look, they've had enough time to get that list together. They've We've talked about during the lockout, teams haven't been able to contact agents or players, not directly anyhow. But I got to think that that the Jays have... They have a pretty good idea of who they can and cannot go after. Yeah. But this gets back I, to my point. This gets back to my point. Yeah. yeah, Kev, no, this gets back to my point. If, if I'm looking, uh, just pick a free agent. Trevor Story. I mean, just say you're Trevor Story and the Blue Jays come with an extra year and, and which whatever that number is comes with that extra year. And you're Trevor Story. I'm not, I don't have no idea if he's vaccinated or not, but say he's not. He probably you, didn't. You're going to say, you're going to say if you're Trevor Story and I'm sitting at home, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Just because of that reason, I don't want to no, 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 get you're, that amount of money. Yeah, no, the, the, that, that, that's not my point. My point is, <laughs> would you sign a free agent to a five- or six-year contract knowing that the dude couldn't play maybe the first, month, not. first two months in Toronto only? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's, it's, this, is, this is a wrinkle. This is something that I'll admit that, you know, we've, we've been running around. Everybody else has been writing and, and, and a lot of folks have been saying, you know, Freddie Freeman and Jose Ramirez and Michael Conforto and all these guys. Well, the simple fact of the matter is until we know who is or un, is vaxxed or unvaxxed, this is basically a mugs game right now. Yeah. And players are not obligated to tell reporters whether or not nope. they're vaxxed or unvaxxed. I mean, they're not. I looked up Michael Conforto just to see. And the last thing I found was Michael Conforto basically saying it's up to each individual to make that decision. No indication he isn't vaxxed. He's had COVID-19. Yeah. Oh, by the way, antibodies alone are not enough anymore. You have to be vaxxed across the board. So it's not simply a matter of saying, well, I don't need a vaccine because I've, I've got antibodies. No. You've got to meet the vaccine qualifications. Anyhow, 
That is the talking point right out of the gate for the Toronto Blue Jays. And I, I, I would be willing to bet that there are other teams in baseball who may be playing in Toronto in April. Boston Red Sox. American League East team. American League East teams. They're, I mean, they got to at least be thinking. If I, if I had a four-game series in Toronto and I don't have two of my starting pitchers because they're not vaxxed, you know, I mean, this is, this is, this is something – this is something you're going to be hearing about in the next in the next couple of days. I don't want to put a damper on. I mean, baseball's back. Look, the Jays the Jays are still going to do what they got to do, and I got to think that on that list of free agents and players who are available to uh, in trade, that they're not all unvaxxed. No, uh, and and I can tell you, I you know from from talking to I know both Ross and Mark said this before the lockout. You know, they've talked. They had talked to players and said, hey, if you come here, you're going to have to be vaxxed. And the players go, okay. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think that's – so the only reason I'm throwing that out there is it has to be part of the, the talking point today. And, and we're opening the phone lines. The numbers are 416-870-0590, star 591 590 Want to turn this over today to you, the fans. Ben Wagner joins us as well. And – just want to get your want to get your thoughts. What do the Blue Jays need to do? Do you like the fact that the DH is now in the National League? Do you like the expanded playoff format? Are you pissed off at baseball because of the because of the lockout? This is your chance. This is your chance if you're a baseball fan to talk to us at four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. And we're going to make fan calls a regular part of this show. We're going to make it a regular part of the Blue Jays talk following games when Barker and I will be breaking down the uh, Jays' path to the World Series in 2022. That foot down, get it singing, Jeff. Yeah. Back leg city. Bef- before you move on, I-, I think this has to be said. We-, we need to give Rob Manfred a little bit of credit. You, oh, you know my what, God. What, when, you, when you listen to him talk and, and that apology, I know every fan's rolling their eyes and, and, and you know, the, the, the piece of metal comment and, and the dry swinging with the, with the laughter on the plane. It is impossible. He's, impossible. He's, he's an impossible politician when it comes to that. But he did get 30 billionaires to vote 30 nil to spend more money. So we have to give him a, li- a little bit of credit that he's gotten this done, and on the flip side of that, he he was, I'm sure, listening and seeing that the union for the, the Players Association did vote 26-12 and go, you know, this is a golden opportunity for us to get a little bit ahead when it comes to some PR. Everybody vote. Yay. So I think we need to give him a little bit of credit. I know, again, he's impossible to root for, and you listen to him talk, and you know, the politician part of it selling the game of baseball, mm. sometimes he's just a, it's real hard to take, but Behind closed doors, you can tell he's real good at talking to people that have a lot of money. Listen, the, 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 a couple of things here, and, and, and we'll move on from the CBA because, Jesus God, I'm tired of talking Absolutely. about the damn thing. But um, the good thing that I see coming out of this, first of all, it's five years, and uh, so we don't have to worry about it for five years. But the fact that there now appears... And, and I'm hoping it's not just lip service. The fact that there now appears, Kevin, as if there's this understanding that things like the international draft and things like rules changes are going to be have to are, are, are going to be dealt with on a little in a little bit more of a collaborative manner. Um, look, clearly the commissioner's going to do what the commissioner's going to do. But I think this is 
This is something we may not have seen in baseball since since the steroid crisis when baseball was called in front of Congress and Bud Steelig and Donald Fear and Rob Manfred sat at the table and at some point there was a realization that all our asses are together in this. You know, these, these folks are coming for the game. Yeah. The game's the owners, the game's the fan, fans, and the game's the players. And there was a process of collaboration that came out of that. The World Baseball Classic, which is a partnership, a, a, an official business partnership between players and owners. So I'm hoping that maybe what we heard from Rob Manfred yesterday, and make no mistake, this is, I, I think this is on the owners to ensure that the collaboration continues. That, to me, is a good sign. Because at some point in the next year, we're going to be talking about pace of play. We're going to be talking about pitch clocks. We are going to be talking about the international draft. We're going to be talking about a lot of things that are going to have an impact on how the game is played on the field. And we got to get everybody on the same page. Not everything can be viewed through the lens of a labor negotiation, us against them. You can't do that all the time. You, you, you just can't. You've got to view it as a collaborative endeavor. And I think, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Rob Manfred is serious about that. But as is always the case, we will, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But I feel optimistic about that. I, I, I thought it was important that Rob Manfred came out and said that early. And, you know, we'll see where it goes from here. We'll see where it goes from here. All I know, though, is Ben Wagner's down on the field and the Jays are. Oh, so excited. Yeah, I, I think what you're, you're speaking to is trust between the two sides. I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure how they fix that. You can tell there's, there's zero. Well, they got five years to do it. They between got, the two they, sides. They got and five I, years to do it. I don't know how you. They got five years to do it. I don't know how you correct that. The world can change in five years. Maybe. The world can change in five or years. Or it can get worse. <laughs> well, Jesus, aren't you, I, don't you know. the I just don't know how it's that's my uh, job that damn goes. it I, there's only room for one pessimist in this room and it's me it's not you you're supposed to be a happy-go-lucky guy <laughs> i am you're the dude going down to florida it's I say freaking what I snowing see. out i'm gonna have to shovel snow when i get home you're I going down to florida i say what i see shoveling and, snow. And, and who i've talked to and i i know how both sides are are yeah, feeling yeah. No, there, there's it. Probably the best thing I, I had a text exchange with uh, the former agent last night, and I said, "So what happens now?" I said, "The best thing is that these guys don't see each other for another two months." Well said. Just don't, Just don't, go don't. Away. If, if if you're Tony Clark and you're walking down the street in New York and Rob Manfred's coming your way, get in the other side of the road. Just go in the other side of the road, or duck into a store and buy something, or get a coffee, but don't be in the same general area. Nope. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. The Jays are on the field in Dunedin. Um, all right, with the caveat that this border issue hangs over the decisions that the Jays are going to have to make. It's important now that we turn our focus to the 2022 team. And Kevin, they need, they need at least one more infielder. 
we've always said you can yeah. never have enough pitching. They need an impactful left-handed but they need, bat. They need an impact. Exactly. That's what they now, need. Now, okay, let me ask you this. Let, let, let me ask you this. If you can't get that impactful left-handed bat or switch hitter, and we've, look, we've talked about Jose Ramirez ad nauseum because Jose Ramirez is the perfect fit for the Blue Jays because of where he plays, because of where he'd profile in your lineup, because he's a switch hitter and all that. But let, let's just, let's kind of advance it a little bit. Because there's no indication that Cleveland Cleveland doesn't have to get rid of him. And there's no in, and there's a chance that if they do, other teams are going to be interested in Jose Ramirez. Yeah, so, yeah, Central stinks. They got a chance. If the Jays can't get Jose Ramirez, do you pivot to somebody like a Matt uh, Chapman? All right, a guy who, no, he doesn't address necessarily your issues with balance, but he is a, he's a major upgrade over, he, he over what you have at third base. Defensively. He Don't protects Bo Bichette defensively as well. So if, if you're Ross Atkins and you're looking at your team right now, it seems to me that if you can't get that perfect fit at third base, you take the best available guy, righty, lefty, whatever, and then you try to find balance elsewhere in the lineup. That would would, or would you, or, or do you have to, I guess what I'm saying is, do you have to address the position first and then go from there? Or do you have to address the position in a manner that makes an immediate impact I, on your balance? I would think before the lockout, they knew one way or the other because of who came from Cleveland and how they know that organization, whether they had a good chance of making a serious run at Jose Ramirez. Yes or no? Oh, I, I, yeah, we know. So we I know they that, did at the I, trade deadline. I think they've already pivoted. Like they either knew or they don't know. Like that, that, that for me is one of those. I, I think it's you, you, it's not like you're going to go out and just get a guy. You already got a couple guys. You, you got Santiago Espinal. You got Cabin Biggio that can play the middle infield. It's it's the fact of how much further along do you want to go when it comes to that? Is it is it you're looking for a Matt Chapman who is that defensive upgrade who can give you some power? Who mm-hmm. is a line to line? You know he's a line to line guy. He can use the entire field. Go, going from Oakland to the American League East, smaller ballparks. You know, maybe he adds a few more homers. Right? He's a maybe he's a thirty home run guy. Maybe he's hitting six for you or fifth in your lineup. He can drive in seventy five runs. Maybe that's a big upgrade, and you don't have to give up as much for him. That it's, I just for me anyway. I just hope they're not going out just to get a guy. They got guys already. Oh, I don't get upgrades. This I don't think this. I don't see this front office getting. A I don't guy. either. I don't. I, either. I, I I I just don't. Uh, I, why would you? I I, I would think. Look, they, <laughs> Mark Samian's not in the team anymore. That's a hell of a lot of war you got to oh. replace. That's a lot of offense you got to replace. Pretty good, <laughs> pretty good defense. I mean, there's yeah. there's a ton you have to replace. A lot of pressure on Tasker Hernandez to uh, to uh, protect Vladdy. That that you you start looking at their lineup and you start thinking about where you're putting Vladdy to get him pitches to hit. Because when in doubt, if you're the opposing team, what do you do? You walk him. And that guy hitting behind Vladdy is going to have to be hot most of the year to get Vladdy good pitches to hit. Right? You're going to have to have traffic and you're going to have to have protection around him. How do you get that? Who, who's hitting behind him? Whether whether he's hitting second, that guy's got to hit third. Whether he's hitting third, that guy's got to hit cleanup. Whoever that guy is, that could be the most important guy. Is that Teoscar? Or they got to go out and get that guy. 
That's the question, right? It's 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 you. Oh, stop thinking about what you don't have. Think about what you do have, and how do you protect those biggest pieces and get that guy to get off to good starts? And is do you think Teoscar's good enough? And he has enough respect throughout the league. I do. I I, I think he's just scratched, scratched the surface on who he he can be as a hitter. But do other th- teams think that? And. That'll be an interesting little thing too to look at, and, and how this 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 front office attacks that, and, and they got a good, they got a good team, right? Right? We're 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 picking here at, at at things that they can do and how they get off to good starts. But man, they got big time names. They got a lot of attitude. They got swag. They got guys who want to get paid. Mm. Let's look at the available infielders, and and you have them there. The, the available free agents again with the caveat. That we talked about the border issue caveat, but let, let's let's pretend that doesn't exist. Um, going down this list of position players, Carlos Correa. I think I think he screams Yankees, but yeah. I, um, Chris Bryant. He's, he's Chris versus, Bryant's he's, a name a name that makes a lot of sense. Do you, do you like Chris Bryant playing third base every day? That, he, he, defensively I would be, at third, he's not great. Yeah, I would be lying if I would if I said that was that was my preference. No, I'd like his. I'd like him on my team, yeah. but I, and and in a position where maybe I can I can I can rotate and have somebody else at third base. I love to have Chris Bryant in my team. I would love to have the, that bat in my team. I don't know about everyday third baseman. Trevor Story, a guy that Ooh. could play could play second for you. Could could play second for you. Right-handed bat, but again, you may. It, it's about getting better, and you know well, the, Jay, he, the the Jays had a good team last year with Marcus Simeon swinging from the yeah, right but side. You, you, so. th- you think about putting him in this lineup, get better pitches to hit. You mm-hmm. know, he was in Colorado. He's the only guy. After they got rid of Arenado, he's the only guy. Like it's some guys just don't know how to handle that. They don't. They're not comfortable enough. He was hurt. He had the shoulder issue. You put him at second. You know, you're not so much worried about arm strength, accuracy, those kind of things. And I, he may be a guy that you're able. He may be a guy that you, that you're able to get in a, one of those little pillow contracts. You give like him two for forty. I I don't know why Trevor's story doesn't doesn't scream first or second choice to me. I I don't know. Uh, I need <laughs> I would need to be sure, obviously, that I'm not getting Jose Ramirez. Yeah, that's well said. P- yeah. pitching and defense is and I'm almost wondering in the East. Yeah, and there's also a thing, Kevin, that sometimes sometimes a move makes so much sense. It does. It makes so <laughs> much sense that it makes too much sense it does. and it doesn't get done. You know, sometimes it, 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 it does happen where you look at a guy, you go, that guy is the perfect guy for my team. And I've got, and look, the Jays have got prospects they can move. they got enough. They, pro- they could make the Jose Ramirez deal happen today, right now, this hour. They could make it happen. They, they could? Yeah, because they've got, you could put together a prospect. I'm, I'm saying you've got enough prospects and you've got enough you know, guys on the, on the major league roster that you could put a deal together that Cleveland wanted. It's going to cost you. And they know, and they know it exactly. But 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 what I'm saying is, as we sit here, there's no reason for that deal not to get made, and that makes me think that it may not be made. No, it's not gonna. We've talked about it too much. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five. Let's go to the fan. Let's go to the fans. Let's go to the phone lines because we can talk some baseball finally. Daryl in Whitby, welcome to Blair and Barker. Welcome to baseball. Welcome to the 2022 World Series 
campaign for your Toronto Blue Jays. Hey guys, how are you? Let's go. I'm pumped that it's uh, up and running. I think their first, uh, I, this is just me from what I think, how Ross Atkins, how they have the deep um, connections with the, the Cleveland Indians. I think they're guardians, all in on Guardians, guardians, guardians. We cannot call them the Indians sorry, anymore. Sorry, the guardians. I think they're all in on that, Ramirez. I don't know how far to what extent they would go, but I think it's going to cost them a hefty price. It's going to be probably uh, Groshans and somebody else, maybe even one of their catchers. And uh, uh, Guriel is probably definitely going to be in that conversation, so I don't know if they're willing to go that deep. Now, this is a question I wanted to ask you, too. I've been hearing since the lockout, not so much since the lockout uh, has been on, but just before the lockout, how they mentioned uh, Freddie Freeman. How realistic is that at the money that uh, he's he's asking for, that the Blue Jays could uh, accommodate that? Yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out. I, I, I hate to do this every day, but I'm going to have to throw the caveat out there. I, I don't know what Freddie Freeman's vaccination status is. I, 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 I just don't. And um, I, 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 I don't. So that, I, that, that has to be a bit of an issue. I think with Freddie Freeman, the question is going to be term more than anything else. Because every, every, everything you're hearing, uh, Daryl, from Atlanta, everything you're hearing is that the holdup with Atlanta isn't money, it's term. That essentially Freddie okay. Freeman wants an extra year from the Braves. Yeah, he wants six years. I uh, yeah, I man, I don't know if I give Freddie Freeman six years. I, I would I would have to really I would have to think about that. I again if I'm the yeah. Blue Jays, if I'm the Blue Jays, Daryl, I I have to know whether or not I can get Jose Ramirez because you know, Freddie Freeman I mean, we had a lot of fun with it before the before the lockout. And, you know, there was that story that came out. And I think it was a Carlos Baerg or somebody tweeted a picture of Freddie Freeman in a Team Canada jersey. And, and again, yeah. to get Freddie Freeman in here, that means you're moving Vladdy to third base. And I, I just, I, it seems to me that once you remove the fact that Freddie Freeman would look awesome in this lineup, I, yeah. you know, why do that? Like, if I can get Jose Ramirez and leave Vladdy and leave Vladdy at, at first base, let me put it to you this way. If the Jays started the season with Ramirez, Bichette, Espinal, and Biggio as a platoon and Vladdy at first base, would you take that over uh, Vladdy at third, uh, Freeman at first, Biggio at short, and Espinal and, 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 and Biggio at second? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I'm saying. I think so, because Ramirez is cheaper, number one. And to get the numbers they're talking about to even bring in a 30-year-old uh, Freeman at six years, $200 million, that's going to leave the Jays short to play to pay uh, Vladdy and Bo when the time comes. There's just not enough uh, money in the pot to go around for everyone, I think. And you're also leaving Vladdy, too, to, uh, to injury at third base as well, which you don't want to... Uh, you don't want to do that. I would leave him at first base where he is and bring in Ramirez. That would be my first choice. Yeah, Daryl, I appreciate the call. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. As I said, we had a lot of fun with Freddie with, with Freddie Freeman just because it was, what the hell, going into a lockout, I wanted to have fun talking about baseball. But when you sit back and take a look at it and you do the, the pluses and minuses, uh, you know, factoring in everything that, that we think we know about where this organization is going, 
Yeah, yeah. See, see, I know for a fact that Vladdy would be okay playing third. I, I, I do know that coming well, that, from the player. Um, my, yeah, that's not my question. No, Vlad, I didn't listen, know that. listen, Vladdy. I keep telling people, Vladdy picked third base. Yeah, that's not my. I, I have no doubt that Vladdy Jr. would go to third base, work his ass off, try to be the best defensive third baseman he can be. I just don't know if the Jays want him to do that. Yeah, the Freddie Freeman thing, he'd be 33 in September. Uh, you give him a six-year deal. How, you know, how's the last three years of that look? I, the sw- a swing type that he has. I, There's another fe- – I mean, he's a great hitter. Don't get me wrong. And he would look tremendous hitting second in the order for the Blues. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? But there's also another thing at play here, too, we have to remember. Pardon me. There's now a DH in the National League. Mm-hmm. So if you're a National League team yeah. – in the past, you may have looked at Freddie Freeman and said, okay, 33, if I'm an American League team, I get this guy in in six years. So what if the final three years of the contract, I have to DH him? Yeah. But now you got National League teams. To get, the Atlanta Braves could think that way. The Atlanta Braves could go, you know, maybe we give Freddie Freeman. Maybe we, we, we give him what he wants because we're going to need a DH. So let Freddie play first base, get somebody else ready, and then gradually move Freddie into, into a, a DH position. So the, there, there are a bunch of things... There are a bunch of things at work here. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking, I looked at Vladdy at the end of last year, and I think we need to realize we really do have a generational player there. And he's an MVP caliber player. And he's an MVP caliber player at first base. And he stayed largely healthy at first base. I get that Vladdy has said he's gone to third base, or he would go to third base. I just don't, I don't want him there the more i've thought about it i just don't want him there i want him to stay at first base i just don't want to fool around with that because i loved what i got out of him last year yeah you don't want to rock the boat well it's just why create i've already got some things i'm dealing with why as much as his intentions would be good why would i want to throw that that wrinkle out there as well defensively too it might hurt your team you know you, you, i think what three out of the four starters you got now are ground ball pitchers that left side of the infield, you're going to need a, a decent infield there. You're going to need to make the place you're supposed to be making and have Vladdy over there trying to sort of reinvent himself again at third base. And having Bo, you know, Bo's still learning. Bo's figuring out who he is as a shortstop. And, and you know, I, I, he, he Bo, when we talk to him and have conversations, he, th- he sort of thinks it's him against the world when it comes to him defensively at shortstop. But he's, he's here to prove something, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he will. But defensively, I just I think for the team it's better to have Vladdy at first and and keep it the way it is. And you know if you need to have Santiago Espinal play some third, and maybe you, then you need to go out and attack a better uh, all around third baseman. That's what you're going to ultimately have to do. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety Blair and Barker. We're here till noon today. Next week we will be on from ten to eleven a.m. Eastern. And then once the season starts, we will be on from 10 to noon, plus Blue Jays talk immediately following the game. And uh, depending on how the hockey schedule goes, at some point we'll be moving four to six with Blue Jays talks. We'll be all over the place. But you can follow me on social media, SN Jeff Blair, and I'll attempt to keep you informed as to where we're going to be. Where you can find us. Because I've been doing some other stuff too, maybe a little bit bit of of this and a little bit of that. I am a man of the people. Yeah. God, I can't believe it. Ben Wagner is in Dunedin. They are doing baseball things on the lush green fields at the Jays' complex. The sun is out. The birds are singing. 
Bobichet and Vladdy swinging. Spring has sprung, the grass, never mind. Ben Wagner joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. The smartest takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a young team, we had some guys that were really fired up and, and craving information and, and wanting to know more and where we're at. And then today to say, hey, we're going to a vote and to get their opinions on where we're at, you know, the numbers, the CBT, the minimum, all the other parts of it. You know, I, I want to vote yes. How are you guys feeling? They wanted to vote yes. And, um, you know, so that's how I voted on behalf of the Blue Jays players. And then I text back something like 26 to 12. Here we go, boys. Baseball's back, you know, and, and just instantly – 30 of them are, you know, yes, here we go, let's go. So uh, a lot of excitement in that group chat. That was, you know, that'll be something that I remember 20 years from now when, uh, you know, we're still talking about the CBA and how crazy it was. You know, I'll remember putting in the vote for the Blue Jays and then texting the guys saying we're back and, and how fired up they got. That was, that was pretty fun to be a part of. That was Ross Stripling, the Toronto Blue Jays player rep, talking yesterday on Blair and Barker uh, after the CBA was approved by the Major League Baseball Players Association. Following that, the owners approved the CBA unanimously, which is interesting because the last CBA, the Tampa Bay Rays voted against, which I can never figure out. Uh, But there you go. Friday, March 18th, 105. The Jays take on the Red Sox at JetBlue Park. Saturday, March 19th, if you're going down there, TD Ballpark. Tampa Bay Rays at Toronto Blue Jays. Put your arm down, Bart. <laughs> the regular season begins on a... Check it, Jeff. Yes. The regular season uh, for the Blue Jays. Now, what am I looking at here? April 9th. Against the Texas Rangers. There's a whole whack of games missing there in spring training. Maybe those are games in the road. But anyhow, the Texas Rangers will be here for the home opener. And there you go. Baseball's back. Nice. Opening day starter for your Toronto Blue Jays is... Jose Brios. There you go. I've, that, for me, is a no-brainer. Yeah, I I mean, I haven't looked at uh, no Texas's lineup off the top. I got to get. I've got it doesn't to start. matter. That that day is the only day that really matters, and then you work it around the team you're facing and where you're putting Ryu and Manoa and Gosman, and then does it really matter who your fifth guy is? That that's, but it's that it's that opening day guy. Let's bring in Ben Wagner. He is on the field at the Jays complex. I can, are those birds in the background? No, it's just, those are birds in the background. There are? A little sea breeze. Oh, stop! I'm it. telling you, I'm telling you. Today, the coffee is hotter. The water is cooler. Oh, stop it! The sun is just nicer. Shut the, up. Actually, the grass is softer. Stop I'm telling it! You, today it's snowing here. It's windy. It's a windy. beautiful day. Are you wearing a jacket? Oh no, I'm short sleeves. And you know what? Because I'm celebrating today and baseball's return. I black. I'm even wearing shorts. I black. No. <laughs> I black. You're wearing khaki shorts? 
Oh, I know where you're going with this. No, I'm not. Okay, there you go. Out of point. We the, were friendly at one time. Did you? Did you, uh, did, you did you take your golf cart yeah. over there? With the threat of inclement weather, Jeff, I did not. Doesn't wow. have a roof on it. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's got a. It's open air, Kevin. I can't. I don't want to get saturated. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, not on day one. Um. Hey, what's the mood like there? Huh. Christmas. Um, knowing that mom and dad got the biggest toy of the season and put it under the tree. That's what it's like the last couple of weeks, just to give you a sense in terms of energy and atmosphere around here. The last couple of weeks have been fine. You know, coaches have kept things upbeat with the minor leaguers. It started with a pool around 70 players. Then it kind of blossomed last weekend into 170 minor league camp wide open. Um, major league coaches here observing, chatting with players. Today is completely different because there's an MLB lot that now has cars in it. There were players here earlier in the morning. There are coaches that are coming out of the clubhouse saying, let's go. Looking at Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez on the turf field, just going through reps. The music's blaring. I mean, it is a different atmosphere right now. I was just about to ask you that. Is there is there one person that you saw? I saw uh, Jeff was showing me that you were tweeting pictures of of Vladdy taking ground balls. Is there anybody that you saw you were like, whoa, he looks different in a good way? Well, well, let's talk about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, that's first and foremost. He looks, in terms of his overall body and how it's put together, better than last year. And I was talking with one of the coaches on the field, I said, that's a different build than last year. It's more tapered. It looks, uh, especially when you look at Vladdy, and you know you can get into the sports science, and I'm sure there are a number of details to be revealed when we talk to Vladdy for the first time, but he just looks a lot leaner. And the coach said, that's the difference between Vladdy, who first came up those uh, at 18, or pardon me, in, in 2019, and you know recommitted himself to the MVP caliber. He goes, that's an MVP build right now. And he knows it because of the way that he's able to change his body in the off season that he's clearly committed to. Oh, so Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is where you start. Santiago Espinal looks a little bit more bulked up. Bo looks uh, a lot more muscular on the top half, not so much on the bottom half. So, uh, you know, those guys making early impressions with their off season workout regimen clearly, you know, change the, change the complexion of their build a little bit. Hey Ben, do we know what, sort of what the schedule's going to look like. Like I was looking at the Jays Grapefruit League schedule. It's got them starting in the 18th. Uh, and then... Don't look at that. Okay, so that that, that schedule yeah, is... That okay. is... I understand it's a burning question for a lot of fans, and especially the fans towards the tail end of March break, but uh, I've been told by people within the organization that Grapefruit League Baseball specifically... Right. Uh, I don't know about the Cactus League. Grapefruit right. League Baseball specifically will go back towards a pod scenario, ah. very similar to last year. So the schedule is going to roll out. They're going to start next week on Friday, mm-hmm. and it'll be, compo- it'll be a schedule composed of Phillies, Yankees, Tigers, and Orioles. Okay. To so get that through makes the rest sense. of this, right? So there won't yeah. be the, there won't be trips down to Fort Myers or anything like that. So it'll be yeah, we're uh, gonna yeah, correct. So okay. it'll be a pod scenario, and the, I I think the schedule will be revealed on specific days and how many games will be at TD Ballpark here in Dunedin. Uh, hopefully within the next coming coming hours. But um, I did get indicated to me that Friday will be the Blue Jays opener, and 
the teams are obviously going to shuffle from the original okay. spring training schedule. And, and Friday, uh, Friday, April 8th is the Jays opener at home. Correct. Against the Texas Rangers. Okay, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There you go. Got it all clear. Ben, for, for people that don't know, people like us, media people, wait a certain time of day. We go in, we look at the board, and it tells you, you know, what, what the players are going to do and what times they go out and take ground balls. How hectic do you think that sheet's going to be? I, you got to think that the Blue Jays are either going to ease into it, do you think, or do you think they're going to put a lot on that sheet and a lot on these players' plate to, to get this ramped up in a hurry? Well, I think they have to get it ramped up in a hurry, and that starts today where you're going to have a host of live batting practice sessions, whether or not guys just want to get in the box and track live pitching or actually take some cuts will be up to the individual, but there's little time to waste with this, and it's also up to the players that come, and where are they feeling? Are they ready to go? The sense that I get from talking and interacting with a lot of the players it's more of a need of let's go. And I think that's a byproduct of where the Blue Jays are as a franchise as well. These guys are hungry. They are ready to go. They've been gnawing all off season to get this thing going. And um, today is day one of that. There's some bad weather in the forecast, so it might put the brakes on it tomorrow. But it, it looks like in terms of the pitching and how they're going to jumpstart these guys, plus then the position players getting in and getting as many reps as they can. Uh, and in preparation for basically a week of lead-up time before they actually start playing games. Now, Ben, uh, I would imagine that at some point in the next couple of days there will be a formal media availability with with Ross Atkins, Mark Shapiro, and, and Charlie Montoyo. But the talking point today as we await the first of what we're hoping will be many free agent moves or trades in Major League Baseball, uh, the talking point today, one of the talking points of the border restrictions in Canada. And as of right now, the uh, non-vaccinated players will not be able to cross the border and play in Canada. They will be put on the restricted list. And, you know, that, 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 that goes for everybody. And the owners were told about this at the last meeting by Rob Manfred. Uh, I, I'm wondering, has there been any talk at all uh, about that down there? And look, it, it has to, the Jays, I'm, I'm sure the Jays have operated all off season long, with this in mind. So I, I, I can't imagine that there's going to be any, any surprises, any wrinkles thrown their way, but I'm just wondering if you get the sense, is, is it something that, that they're overly concerned about as they prepare the team for the season? Might it prevent them from signing a free agent or may they say, you know what, we'll sign a guy, just play him in the States. Hope that this thing gets, you know, hope that this thing gets resolved and, and, and move on from there. Uh, a lot of layers to that question, yeah. but first, first and foremost, was it a concern for the Blue Jays prior to the lockout and conversations? It factored in, right? They, the Blue Jays and free agents had that part of the discussion. I know that for a fact. Whether it came down to player A deciding on the Blue Jays or another team because of their beliefs on vaccination, nobody will say that, and the, you know the players ultimately – it's their choice. It's their choice. The Blue Jays that are here and the Blue Jays coaches, front office personnel operating clearly have thought about this and how to navigate it. And that's why you're going to see very few concerns from those already at the complex mm -hmm. with this. Um, if there are changes that needed to be made, there are changes made. And, um, you know, did major league jobs get costs? Yes, across the board because of vaccination, depending on the various uh, beliefs. But, when it comes to the field of play, nobody, nobody gave the Blue Jays a break 
in 2020 and in 2021 for what they were going through and trying to deal with the government and try to deal with the pandemic. The Toronto Blue Jays, and talking with a number of people over the last couple of weeks, don't care. <laughs> they are yeah. about their – let me tell you, I mean, straight up. You know what? If a player, if an organization, if – and we know the biggies, right? We know the teams that have a mm-hmm. large percentage of their players that are not vaccinated – um, there's been some colorful language used around me in terms of, you know, hey, how do you think about this series, you know, when you, when you perhaps host this team that might have to leave five, six, ten players behind? The yep. response is uh, a little colorful and, oh, well. Yeah. Because, I, let's, I mean, let's, nobody, nobody in the history of the sport has had to go through what the Toronto Blue Jays have had to go through the last two seasons. And nobody cut him a break. Yeah, okay, let, let, let's flip it back to the team for a minute. Let, let's give people a feel. You, you mentioned the superstars, the, the the guys that were looking, you know, the way they're supposed to look and a little bit better. But let, let's give people a little bit of feel for some other guys. Like, a, you know, the, the guy that I might be looking at are a couple of guys, maybe David Phelps or a Ryan Barucki. Can you give us uh, – you know, how, how they look, or have you seen those guys? Have you heard? Are they healthy? And if they're healthy, what kind of role do you think those two guys could play in the season for the Blue Jays? Two very interesting names, Kevin, that you bring up. Uh, I'll start with David Phelps, who is a, a no-brainer to be brought back for the Toronto Blue Jays. What he is in terms of a presence with his veteran leadership, what he has given to some of the younger players, uh, being around the last year plus, uh, that was a no-brainer. Pete Walker said, that guy for me is in the big leagues if he's healthy. And the best news about David Phelps coming back from that lat injury and the surgery is if he's not healthy and ready to go and he needs an extra five days, ten days, he'll tell the Blue Jays he needs to stay back and extended. He needs to stay back or get a handful of perhaps you know side sessions before he joins the big league club. Uh, that is a guy that he's not going to rush back. And if he's in the big leagues, he's going to give the Blue Jays a chance. I mean, his control is outstanding. They still rave about a number of things that they expect David Phelps to contribute this season in the, in the Blue Jays bullpen. Uh, where the Toronto Blue Jays are with Ryan Barucki, it's interesting. Out of options, inconsistent. There's been some hiccups with his health, we know. There's been some mechanical breakdowns. Uh, this is a big spring training slash start to the year for Ryan Barucki. If the Blue Jays get a chance to break camp with an expanded roster, I think they're going to see and give him a lot of length and an opportunity to be this extra lefty in the bullpen, perhaps even stretch him out to be a bulk guy because you have concerns with this ramp up quickly. Mm. Does Ryan Barucki give you multiple inning options? He can air it out. We've seen the, the, you know, the uptick in velocity, but that secondary stuff has to play. And that'll be a big that'll be a big thing for Ryan Barucki. You know, where coveted spots on the forty man are coveted spots on the forty man. The Blue Jays are gonna, I expect, to be very aggressive in free agency. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna do a big deal too, uh, on the trade market because trades, trades, trades has been the talk around here the last couple of weeks. Uh, and you know, when you look at who gets these 40-man spots, you have to really go through it with a fine-tooth comb. And that's why I think you know spring training specifically with Barucki will be very important. Then we have you for about another 90 seconds. Have you had a, the, the guy that I told Barker, if I was going down to Florida, the first thing I'd do is I'd spend all day watching Gabriel Marino. You've had a chance to see him, I believe. What are your, what are, what are your thoughts on him? What do you see when you, when you, when you see him? Uh, I have not actually oh, laid haven't? eyes on him yet. Okay. No, no. Because, there you, you know, 40-man guys have not been available to do anything at the okay. complex. 
Um, and I've not seen Gabby take the field yet. Uh, and the catchers are doing some other stuff on the other side of the complex, to be honest with you. Um, so Gabby Moreno, for me, it's really a non-factor. I don't think Gabby Moreno, unless the Blue Jays do some massive stuff on their, on their catching depth here, that he's going to factor into the big leagues until later in the year. Um, mm-hmm. Just where they're at right now. I, I really don't. But, you know, you get into the catching conversation, does Danny Jansen bring the bat? Does Alejandro Kirk look better? Is is that is that going to be a thing? Where does Reese McGuire go? Um, I, you know, I don't think there's a rush at all to get Gabby to the big leagues. Ben, we're going to let you scoot. Thank you for doing this as always. Uh, enjoy the weather. Enjoy the baseball. So, save me a seat on your golf cart. I'll be there Monday. <laughs> oh, the sunshine comes back Monday, so nice. that's no surprise. Nice. You can ride shotgun. Nice. I appreciate that. I can see hey, Barker we'll see riding shotgun. Take see care. Ya. Ben Wagner, radio voice of the Blue Jays. So there you go. Uh, it is crazy down there today. There's a lot going on. A lot of players showing up. Players. The, the reporting date for spring training is Sunday, but a lot of the guys are down there anyhow. So they're just uh, live down there. So they're they'll be in there today. Ben's already seen a ton of guys. Uh, Grapefruit League. Pay, pay no attention to the Grapefruit League schedule as it as it appears on the uh, on the internet right now. Um, there will be some changes made to that. And uh, Ben's right, as he was talking, I did some reading. They are going to go to a pod system, so they're basically going to try to eliminate those, any any longish road trips. Yeah. Like the Fort Myers thing, the Cracker Barrel Express <laughs> down to Fort Myers. So they're going to try to eliminate, they'll eliminate those games. I used to hate that. A- and that's the only games I'd start because yeah, it was yeah. a long trip. April 7th, the Texas Rangers are in town. That will be the opener, the home opener for the Toronto Blue Jays.